Hello, I'm Susie Miller Corella, the executive director of the Charter Schools Institute at the State University of New York. You know, for two decades now, SUNY authorized charter schools have created and cultivated new approaches to teaching and learning. And as an authorizer, I've never been prouder of our kiddos, our parents, our teachers, and the whole institute team who work so hard in support of providing more great seats for kids. So as we look to the future, we'll continue to look for ways to scale the successes we've had as an authorizer and share those best practices from our schools, from the leaders, from the board members, those that have built the schools that have led 100,000 of our students to succeed. And this podcast is one way of doing just that. Each episode will take a dive into our authorizing processes, share a best practice, or how schools can meet key academic, operational, and fiscal benchmarks. From baking in high-quality instructional practices into every classroom, to meeting the needs of at-risk students, to creating strong fiscal policies, and how boards can govern for strong school success. I hope you find these episodes to be a valuable resource, and as always, in the case of something new, please don't hesitate to reach out and offer us some feedback or propose an idea for a future topic you'd love to hear about. Thanks a bunch. Welcome to the More Great Seats for Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lazinski, Director of Charter School Information. As Susie mentioned, we'll be using this podcast to dive deep into all things authorization, to help you better understand how smart oversight works, the process, the high standards, the accountability, and the best practices we've observed in our highest achieving schools. Be sure to email us at charters at suny.edu or comment on our LinkedIn page to let us know what topics you'd like us to explore in future issues. Our first step, coming in December, will feature an interview with our Director of New Charters, Maureen Foley. During our discussion, Maureen details the different stages of the RFP and application process, the importance of early engagement with the Institute, the essential elements of every application, and how to provide credible evidence of community need and support. Maureen also offers some insight and best practices. Believe me, you won't want to miss this one. Plus, we sit down with Dr. Christopher Manning, founding executive director of Buffalo Creek Academy, which was just approved for a new charter in October of 2019. In our interview, Dr. Manning will discuss his overall experience and approach and offer some advice to aspiring school leaders. While the full episode won't drop to next month, I did want to offer you a short clip of my interview with Maureen as a preview. Enjoy. All right, so let's let's start digging into the application itself. How do you set yourself up for success when it comes to an application? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is uh, to familiarize yourself with the current year's RFP, even if you're looking to submit an application a year or two out because they do take a long time to develop. Uh, it really makes sense to sit down with the RFP on the site, the website as it exists and read that thing from cover to cover. Um, a lot of... Uh, Prospective applicants reach out to us early in the process and start asking us questions, and it's evident that they haven't yet read the RFP, and really that's where you need to start. Uh, take a look at the website, our website. Um, there's a brief overview of the application review process, um, and then the RFP itself will give applicants a sense of um, the work involved, and there's a good bit of it. Um, so that would be the first thing I would say. Uh, and once you've familiarized yourself with the RFP, if you think you have the beginnings of an idea or a founding group, I always encourage applicants to reach out to the Institute, uh, myself specifically, um, and ask me any questions that they might have. Uh, we find that applicants who have a couple of touch points with the Institute during the application development process tend to produce better applicants uh, simply because they have a better understanding of the process. Um, I think sometimes 
sometimes folks are hesitant to reach out to us because they think that that might indicate you know, some level of lack of capacity, but that's really not the case. Um, it's a really rigorous process and there's a lot that's involved in it. And the myself and people in the different departments at the Institute can offer uh, guidance uh, in terms of uh, what applicants need to be on the lookout for in, when they're developing a financial plan, for example, or when they're looking at compliance, we can put them in touch with our attorneys. Um, we certainly aren't going to provide applicants any specific feedback on their plans. We're pretty agnostic, and we certainly aren't going to read any drafts that applicants develop because that's not our place. Um, but we'll help them through the process and, and let them know, we'll maybe even put the be able to put them in touch with different resources, um, including consultants, websites, other schools and folks that they may want to talk to. Um, that is really part of my role. And one of the parts of my job that I like the most is talking to applicants and guiding them through the process. And there are specific required elements of every application. Talking Correct. about the community, yeah. the need. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are the obvious elements of an application, including, you know, a, a really detailed description of the school's curriculum and academic program. We want you to talk about how you're going to um, develop school culture mm-hmm. and approach discipline. Uh, everything, you know, the obvious things that go into developing a school are all present there. The staffing plans, personnel, what school leadership is going to look like, what's the educational philosophy. Um, we also ask applicants to do an analysis of the existing education options in the district where they would locate their school. Uh, we ask them, it's called an analysis of need. Um, so the RFP outlines specific information uh, and data that applicants actually have to find about the district that, where they would locate, including, you know, what are what's a list of all of the current private and public uh, or charter options that parents have have access to, you know, currently. Um, and then we ask them to make a case based on that analysis for why their proposed program uh, is necessary and um, and would be, you know, a positive uh, addition to that school, to that district's education landscape. Um and then we also, uh, a, a really important part of the application process is the community outreach portion. So we that kind of falls into three sometimes overlapping buckets. Uh, so we ask for just general community outreach. We ask for applicants to notify the community of their plans and then to also get uh, input from community members on their plans. And, you know, that includes their academic program, if they're offering a particular theme or uh, you know, educational program, if it's going to be single gendered or uh, STEM focus, what have you. We really want applicants to provide us with evidence that they've gone out into the community, interacted with people face to face, online, etc., and gotten some uh, authentic feedback on the plans that they have. And then uh, we also want them to provide us with some evidence that they've incorporated that feedback into their school design. Um, and sometimes that entails changing the grade levels that they thought they might have originally offered. Sometimes folks, you know, go in thinking, I want to offer a middle school program, and they hear from families, and actually the demand is for an elementary school program or something like that. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your chosen podcast network, and check back next month for a complete interview with both Maureen and Chris. You can also email us, as I mentioned earlier, at charters at suny.edu with recommendation for future episode topics. Thanks again.